0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you
1: did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at quiz.fox. So they marked the ball inside the two, just outside the one. It's second down and goal with 51 seconds left and the Redskins without a timeout. Play action. Campbell fires. The pass is low. For Sellers, now it's third and goal with 47 seconds left. Liddell Betts gets it and does not get in down to the one. Mitchell made a play. Kavika Mitchell. Portis on the sideline. Betts trips, goes down, and the defense for the Giants
0: holds. So the Giants' goal line stand against the Redskins. They open up 0-2. They hold on to beat the Redskins 24-17. They were down 17-3. That was the beginning of the turning point. Uh, that is all in Tom Coughlin's book, uh, How the Giants uh, Won That Super Bowl, one of the most uh, miraculous Super Bowls you'll ever see in your life. I was able to witness it and cover it. Uh, It's called Giants Win, the inside the New York Giants historic upset over the New England Patriots in Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl, what was that, 47. Uh, With me right now is the coach, the former coach of the Giants and Jaguars, Tom Coughlin. Welcome back, Coach. Hey, Brian, how are you doing? Good, good. Uh, I love the book. I mean, the minute it starts, it doesn't stop. It really brings me back to it. It almost looks like it was yesterday, those names. Even though it was just 2007, I had forgotten some of them. What about the, yeah. the having Eli Manning write the forward? What went into that?
2: Well, Eli and I are connected at the hip. You know, at the end of uh, 2006, uh, the media wanted me run out of town. They wanted me fired. And they were always skeptical of Eli and what he could do and what he couldn't do. And I think that uh, Eli was the perfect choice to introduce this, the Super Bowl 42 and 46, when he is the MVP of both games.
0: He is. Uh, and what you guys went through together is pretty uh, remarkable. First off, on that Redskin game, was it a key moment for you?
2: <laughs> yeah, we're 0-2. Remember now, I hired Steve Spagnolo as my defensive coordinator. And we, uh, we gave up 80 points in the first two games of the season. We're 0-2. So we go to Washington. Obviously, we, we have to win. We're, 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 we're trying like heck not to stare into the headlights. But, you know, we all know what the game's all about. And we're down at the half. We come roaring back. We take the lead. They've got a third and 13 from the 21-yard line. They throw a ball down to the one. There's about a minute to play. They rush down. They clock the ball. Then they huddle. They come out of the huddle, as you said right here. They throw play-action pass incomplete. They call one run. They run it the same play twice without a huddle. It's to our defensive right, to their left. Kavika Mitchell makes the tackle on the first attempt, and up comes Aaron Ross for the tackle on the second attempt. We win the game, and our locker room's going crazy, and we win six in a row after that game.
0: So one thing about you, Coach, especially in Jacksonville, you have a way of doing things. It's very disciplined. This is the way you do it. All the little details matter. Is it hard getting guys to buy in when you're not winning to such to something that requires such discipline?
2: Well, you, it's hard to get guys to buy in anytime when you're not winning. Uh, winning is what the, the the formula has got to get you to where you need to go. Uh, I always adjusted myself exactly to the circumstance. That I was in, and if you can imagine Jacksonville starting an expansion team, you know, having having guys from all over the league an expansion draft, the regular draft free agency street free agency. And, you know, as Jeff Lagerman once said, you're not going to start out being tough on the second year, you're going to instill what you believe in and some toughness and some some discipline and some physical and mental toughness, you better do it right away and we did.
0: And you established winning pretty quickly over there. Back to this uh, and Jeff Logman, the former first-round draft pick of the Jets, uh, who ended up being uh, a standout for you guys. Uh, the Giants against Dallas, 2007. We're going over that year. Uh, this is one of the key plays. Uh, Brandon Jacobs, cut 38.
1: Jacobs is the tailback. Jacobs gets it and scores. Touchdown, Giants. On fourth down. Clock running. Intercepted. Giants. McQuarters and the New York Giants are nine seconds away from advancing to the NFC Championship. You can't say enough about this Giants team and what they just accomplished and the way that they played and what they had to do at the end to win this game. And I know Jerry Jones and the rest of this organization is absolutely sick.
0: Right, <laughs> Troy Akme would know that. 21-17, yeah. the Giants go on to win. What was that game like for you?
2: Well, that was a, an incredible football game because you know they'd beaten us twice during the regular season. But the thing you got to remember, Brian, no one, no one gave us a chance to win any games throughout the entire playoffs. I know you' outstanding fox crew of, of experts. nobody picked us to win in Tampa from the Fox crew. nobody picked us to win uh, in Dallas, no one in Green Bay, and certainly no one in the Super Bowl. The game in Dallas was an outstanding game because we took the ball over uh down ten to three at the at our own, I think it was uh twenty six yard line with uh no with forty six seconds left in the half, drove the ball down the field, big play out of Kevin Boss, touchdown to uh to Amani Toomer from Eli to tie the game ten ten at the half. And that kind of uh left a message for the for the Dallas locker room because Uh, after the halftime, the Giants just kept getting stronger and stronger. And as you just witnessed the the end of the game where um, the quarters picked off a pass in the end zone to end that drive. So that was a huge win for us at that point in time. And it allowed us to advance to the NFC championship game,
0: which brings us to the Packers uh, on the road. Uh, Here you are. The Giants go in 23, 20 in overtime Here is the interception that nailed a cut, 39.
1: Second and eight, a blitz coming from the Giants. Favre looking for driver, and it's picked off. Intercepted by Webster. Corey Webster with the interception. 47-yard try, his longest attempt of the game. He has missed his last two, and he sent the Giants to the Super Bowl. The kick is good, and the Giants are going to the Super Bowl.
0: How cold were you? What was that like when the ball went through for, for when Tynes hit it?
2: Well, first of all, it's minus 24 degrees was the wind chill factor. And uh, to be honest, the second half, um, as I told uh, uh, Michael Strahan, I didn't feel anything. And he said, of course not. You were frozen. <laughs> and I probably was. But uh, that was a, an incredible football game, a back and forth. But Eli and Plaxico Burris uh, threw and caught the ball like it was 75 degrees. We get the ball in overtime. Barb throws the interception. We really don't do anything with it offensively. It's fourth down. I'm standing there and I had asked Lawrence Tynes in the first half if he thought he could kick a 46-yard field goal. And he turned and walked away from me. We had a missed field goal. We had a bad snap and thus another malfunction on a field goal right there in the fourth quarter. We Or we wouldn't have had to go to overtime. But we, in overtime, I watch Lawrence Times. Lawrence, Lawrence Tynes throws his, his cape down, runs out on the field. I yell field goal. The coaches are all saying, coach, be careful here. Look at the field position. You're going to give the Packers if we don't make this blah, blah, blah. Lawrence goes out and he kicks a, a ball that could have been good from 55 yards and we advance to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, you looked at the body language. You saw him throw down the cape. You watched him run out. That's what sold you because you have to know your players. Isn't that part of what you do, shaking everybody's hand before every game? I was able to go to probably maybe 10 games during your days, and I always notice you walk up and down when they're stretching and you shake everybody's hand. That's a little bit of way you're checking in, that everybody
2: matters too, right? No doubt, and I want to look them in the eye as best I can. Have them look me in the eye and know where their commitment is and wish them the best of luck because, let's face it, now it's time we've got to go out there and execute what we planned.
0: You get to the Super Bowl, who are you playing?
2: <laughs> the undefeated New England Patriots, who are 18-0 and at that time, who we played the Week 17. They beat us 38-35 in that, in that outstanding game um, to go 16-0. and So now we're going to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl uh, and uh, as I said, they're coming in 18-0. and 0. They're the greatest scoring machine in the history of the National Football League. They're a legitimate football team. Their defense is fourth in the league. Their offense is number one in every category. They have the greatest quarterback in the history of the game. They have Bill Belichick, uh, unquestionably the, the, the best defensive mind in the history of, of professional football. And uh, the New York Giants come in 10-6. Uh, and six. And having gone through, we won 11 games on the road that year. We were we were called the Road Warriors, and for good reason. But what a great football game it was, and what a different game it was, Brian. 38-35 a few weeks before, and this one would be 17-14, and a great defensive struggle.
0: I'll tell you, I was at the game, and I've covered about 22 Super Bowls, and I watched the way you guys were jumping around. Your defensive line was unstoppable. Strahan's confidence was through the roof because you guys played him hard in a game that really didn't matter. All these times people are mailing in the final week, you guys played him. And you must have walked away, my humble opinion, as an outsider, thinking, I can compete with these guys. They may be historic, but not if we play them again. Here's the moment, cut 40, that everybody talks about the famed helmet catch uh, with uh, Tyree. Cut 40. Third
1: down and five. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet airs it out down the field it is caught by Tyree inside the 25 oh my gosh this ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player Harrison trying to knock it down and Eli man I don't know how he got out of there I thought he was on the ground and and then he came out of the pile and just slings it that's a great catch David Tyria, right, David Tyria dropped
0: Tyria. everything in practice. They go on to win seventeen fourteen, uh, and and Eli went up to him after practice. You write in your book, coach, and he said, "You're going to have a big game on Sunday. Don't be down." Right.
2: And I walked up to him and he said, "We know you'll be there when it counts on Sunday, David." And that was Eli's way, and that that's how Eli lent. You know, if you and I've been around some really great quarterbacks, Phil Simms. Was you know a captain of the team and led in his own way. Quarterbacks are too busy to be rah rah guys. They don't they don't walk around like that. They got a job to do and they perform it. But it's in little ca- cases like that where Eli asserts himself and right. takes a guy who got you it. know had just had a miserable practice and passed him on the back and said, we know you're going to be there when we need you.
0: A great book. Tom Kopp, congratulations. Giant win inside the New York Giants' historic upset of the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. Thanks, Coach. Hope you're in the Hall of Fame soon.